the Johnson Wax Program. The makers of the Johnson Wax and Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by Fenton Village Players on Daniel Bay. Ladies and gentlemen, realizing the tremendous interest you all have in the election returns tonight, NBC has arranged to bring you the latest results at intervals during our program. And now, Daniel Reagan opens the show. When you walk on wax, you save your floors. You've heard me say this before, but I'd like to repeat it because it illustrates so clearly the protection offered by genuine Johnson's Wax. The reason why this famous floor wax saved work and saved money throughout the year, when you apply a coat of Johnson's Wax to your floors, you're protecting them with a tough, invisible wax shield, a shield that guards the finish against scratches, scars, and dirt. Of course, that's only half the Johnson's Wax story because floors that are regularly Johnson's Wax become more beautiful with every application. They have rich, mellow glow that is so much desired by better housekeepers. Add to this the 100 extra uses for genuine Johnson's Wax for furniture, woodwork, leather goods, and you'll understand why it's in many homes everywhere. You can buy genuine Johnson's Wax in the familiar paste liquid form and the new cream wax, especially formulated for furniture and woodwork. Try some tomorrow. $250 to the election officials who bring out the voters in their precinct 100%. And here, presiding at the polling place, which also happens to be their home at 79 Wistful Vista, we find those eager officials, Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, now remember McGee. What? As long as we're election officials, we've got to be absolutely nonpartisan. Okay, but who are we going to be nonpartisan against? Excuse me, please. Uh, President Drippy, I'd like to vote. Why, hello, Mr. DePopolis. Your name, please, Nick. Nicholas Agasaki Prometheus G. DePopolis. Oh, what's the G stand for? Junior. And you got the same name as your old man? Oh, no. Papa's name being Nicholas Agasaki Prometheus C. DePopolis. What's the C stand for? Senior. Okay, okay, let it go. Here's your ballot, Nick. Mark it in the other room and then fold it and put it in this little box right here. Okie dokie, Fibber. But if only I knew it was this much trouble to elect a president of the United States, so it's certainly worth it, isn't it? Huh? Imagine giving a dumbbell like him the vote, Molly. Well, the first time you voted, you weren't so smart either, dearie. Oh, what I do? You took a ruler and a pair of scissors with you. What? You said as long as you were going to split your ticket, you wanted it to look neat. That was before I knew. I'll get it. Okay. Hello? Yes? 13th Precinct polling place. Judge McGee speaking. No. No, we ain't allowed to give out any information. No, we don't know how the voting is going for any candidate, no. 
Uh, well, you'll just have to wait for the morning press, I guess. Yeah, okay, Mr. Gallup. Was that George Gallup? No, Charlie, a fellow I used to know on the circus. Oh. He used to play the cantaloupe in the parade. No, you don't mean cantaloupe. You mean he played the calamity. Molly, a calamity is something bad. Well, I never heard one played good. One what? One of those steam pianos, those antelopes. Dad, Rat, they ain't antelopes. Antelopes are kind of dear. I don't care how much they cost. I don't like them. And for your information, dearie, a cantaloupe is a mushmelon. Of course it's a mushmelon. I know that. Well, how could anyone play a mushmelon in the circus? Charlie did. Bored holes into it and played it like a sweet potato. It was a little drippy, but it had rhythm. Can't forget one time we played Mishawaka, Indiana, and Charlie couldn't find a cantaloupe for love nor money. Had to use a persimmon. <laughs> yeah, he played the parade all right, but his face was so puckered up he couldn't get near nobody for three weeks. Everybody thought he was going to kiss him. Well, sir, the following week we were... Peggy. Huh? You know what you can get me for Christmas? No, what? A big, beautifully colored, handsomely framed Grand McNally map of that dream world you live in. <laughs> now, let's get back to work, dearie. Okay, okay, okay. How many more votes do we need to get 100% turnout? About 22. 22? Yes. Say, that's pretty good. Only 22 more, huh? Well, looks like we might win that hunt 250 bucks, Molly. Gee, wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. Wonder how the election's going on in all the other parts of the country. Well, search me. Shall I turn on the radio? Well, I was going to turn it on myself, and then I got worried. What were you worried about? Well, that radio of ours is so old, I was afraid we'd get returns from the foolage campaign. Well, let's try it. I'll get the NBC newsroom in New York. Quiet in the polling place, please. We're going to get some election returns. Here are the last-minute election returns. Roosevelt has taken an early lead in the presidential election. On the basis of incomplete returns, which have now come in from the South, the East, and part of the Midwest, the NBC election totalizer board here in New York is now showing these figures. Roosevelt, 2,605,000. Wilkie, 2,037,000. This represents approximately 9% of the total votes cast today. Roosevelt is holding a narrow lead in the important states of Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Illinois, and also in Connecticut. Returns from New York, which represents 47 electoral votes, are just beginning to come in. And here are the bulletins from various states as they come into the NBC newsroom. New York, the first election district reporting tonight of 804 in Bronx County, home of Democrat National Chairman Edward Flynn, tonight gave Wilkie 420 to 400 for Roosevelt. Cleveland, Ohio. The Cleveland Plain Dealer, which supported Wendell Wilkie, predicted tonight that President Roosevelt would carry Ohio by 150,000 votes. Here's a bulletin. Washington at 9.30 p.m. With returns far from complete, Roosevelt was leading and having a total of 277 electoral votes. Wilkie had 179 electoral votes. Keep tuned into this station for further election returns. Now I return you to Trevor McGee and Molly as Daniel Reagan plays an amazing tune.
turn in 100% vote in this precinct? I believe we are, McGee. Oh, there's only a few more. Hey, Mr. McGee, how old do you have to be to vote? 21, Flanagan. Gee, that's great. I'll bring my son right over. But, Mr. Flanagan, I thought your son was only 16. He is, but he's heard so many campaign slogans, he's aged five years. Ah, it's wonderful what radio has done for politics, isn't it, dearie? Yeah, it is. Used to be a speaker had to get up on a stump to talk. Now they stand in front of a mic and get themselves out on a limb. Well, how do you do, Mrs. McGee and Mr. McGee? Uh, does one do one's voting in here? Yes, one does, Mrs. Uppington. Will one step up to the desk, please? Raise your right hand, Uppy. Oh, must I be sworn in? No, but that dress is so tight, I just wondered if you could do it. Okay, let it down. Now then, a few questions, Uppy, please. Your name? Uppington, Mrs. Abigail Uppington. Residence? Stucco. Ah, your house is brick. I thought so too, until I paid for it. Huh? Then I realized I got stucco. Oh, well, I got stucco. Oh, my. That's a very old joke, Mrs. Uppington. Listen, it's a very old house. <laughs> Up here hotter than a short order kitchen tonight, you know it? You ought to save some of that material. Indefinitely. I intend to, Mr. McGee. You know, I expect to write someday. Oh, and you'll love it too, Uppy. I remember when I learned to write. The teacher says to me, Please, Mr. McGee, enough of this. My ballot, please. Just a moment, Mrs. Uppington. Your age, please. I'm 50. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, um, oh, let us just say over 21. Ah, oh, now, Uppy, not you? Yes, really, I am, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Although I realize I have the face of a young girl. Well, you'd better give it back to her. You're getting it all wrinkled. Well, really now? I... Oh, my ballot, please. And where do I vote? Here you are, Uppy. Just go through that door there, Uppy. You'll find the place to... No, 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 not that door. No, 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 not in there. Oh, no. straighten out that closet. Did you see Mrs. Upton get out of there? Lovely footwork. Yeah, she's a little lightweight, sure. Say, what on earth is that? Hey! Look, somebody's making a speech out there. Oh, he can't do that. He's electioneering within 100 feet of the polling place. I'll put a stop to that. Come on, Molly. And that's why, today, my friends, the Johnson Self-Polishing Global, the people's choice, should be elected to office, and not only to the office, but to the home, because it saves hours of housework and is so easy to use. Glowcoat. Glowcoat requires no rubbing and no buffing. It gives new luster and beauty to all your kitchen linoleum. That, that's why I say vote Johnson Self-Polishing Glowcoat, regardless of party. And if you must have a party, be sure to use glow coat because all good parties wind up in the kitchen.
think I'm going to start carrying smelling salts with me, Molly. What for? Someday Wilcox is going to forget that tricky stuff and simply say, folks, now I'm going to talk about Johnson's glow coat. When he does that, I'll faint. Never mind that, McGee. If we're going to win that prize, we better get some of these voters in here. Yeah? Why don't you call some of them up? Hey, that's a great idea, Molly. Give me the phone, thanks. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the resi... Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh. How's every little thing, Mert? Tis, huh? Who? Your sister? Chopped up for what? Oh, heavenly days, McGee. What happened? Mert's sister was singing the old oaken bucket at the radio station, and they chopped off eight bars of her chorus. Say what, Mert? Oh, our line's out of order, huh? Okay, Mert, thanks anyway. Can you imagine that? Well, there's still time for the rest of the voters. Hello, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Give me a ballot. Well, okay, old timer, here you are. A few questions for you first, though. Here's where we find out how old this gal and what her name really is, Molly. Yes, yes. Name, please. Hey. Okay, okay, old timer. Come on, come on. What's your name? Ask me again and I'll tell you the same. <laughs> For goodness sake, don't be so coy, old timer. If you don't answer the questions, you can't vote, you know. Ah, darn it, daughter. Why have I got to give you all this information? Make your vote legal, old timer. How do you know what's legal, Johnny? Who, me? Yes. I've been in politics since I was knee-high to a war hauler, old timer. Committeeman, alderman, mayor. Why, when I was prosecuting attorney lawyers from all over the country used to say my pleas to the jury were the prettiest they'd ever heard. Pretty please McGee, I was known as in those days. Pretty please McGee, proclaimed by press and public, the peerless prosecutor of pilfering pickpockets, political parasites, and perfidious persons performing petty pickpockets, putting prison pajamas on poker players, preying on poor punks with peculiar pice boards, and purloying property with prestidigitation, pleading with passion and pathos for poor people and pretty pickles, a peppy personality with a capital P, but here's more returns from NBC. Incomplete election returns are now available from 40 of the 48 states. And on the basis of these incomplete returns, President Roosevelt is leading Wendell Wilkie in both the popular and the indicated electoral vote. States having 277 electoral votes are leading toward Roosevelt. Wilkie is holding a lead in the states with an aggregated electoral vote of 179. The NBC election chart now shows 2,820,909 for Roosevelt, 2,229,322 for Wilkie, with 10% of their total returns in. These are accurate figures based on news services. Manchester, New Hampshire, a neck and neck battle for New Hampshire for electoral votes developed tonight. As early returns trickle in from the scattered communities of the Granite State, which four years ago saved the tightest finish in the nation in that presidential race. Pittsburgh, President Roosevelt held an unofficial lead of 35,968 votes in Pennsylvania tonight, with 24% of the precincts reporting. New York, the first five election districts to report in New York County tonight, gave Roosevelt 2,080, Wilkie 441. Minneapolis. Wendell L. Wilkie led President Roosevelt in the first returns from Minnesota in the Republican nominee getting 250 votes to Mr. Roosevelt's 107 in 1% of the precincts reporting. Des Moines, Iowa. The first three precincts to report in Iowa in the presidential race gave Wendell Wilkie 1,102 votes to 762 for President Roosevelt, the return from Grundy County, which had a Democrat majority in 1936. 
Keep tuned into the station. Now we return you to Phil Ruby and Molly as Daniel Reagan plays another uplifting tune on the Ivories. of the people who bought my vote. Now let's see, where'd I put those instructions? Instructions, instructions. I had them here just a moment ago. Here's a deck of marked cards. Gonna play a little rummy tonight, if he shows up. Letter from my dear old father from Vinegar, South Dakota. Says he takes his morning constitutional by walking 50 times around the jail. Yes, yes, round and round the vinegar jug pop goes. The weasel. Ah yes, a couple of badly made counterfeit silver dollars. Caused me a great deal of embarrassment. Got a letter from the government telling me I'd have to get the let out and a check for a short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No instructions. Well, you just have to mark your ballot without them, Mr. Boomer. Right in the other room there. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Hope there's no objection to my voting twice in each square. Never could resist a chance for a double cross. That guy's been on so many police blotters, he writes his name backward. Well, I'm glad he came in to vote anyway. Only two more hours and we've won $250. Only two more, Molly G. Uh, I bet we're the only precinct in the United States that voted 100%. I lived in one once that voted 425%. It was a wet neighborhood and we had a bunch of floaters. Hello there, McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Come right in. Yes. Oh, hi, Gildersleeve. Glad to see you. What'd you come in here for? To vote. Here's a ballot. Here's a pencil. Just take it in the next room. Now, wait a minute. Don't rush me. Well, shucks, Gildy, you gotta vote. Who says I gotta vote? I'm an American citizen, McGee. Huh? Nobody can make me vote. Well, then what'd you come in here for? To vote. Good. Here's the ballot. Oh, no, you don't. You can't brush me into that. 
rush you into this. Now, look, Gildy, as one American to another, I appeal to your patriotism. I appeal to your- Don't you wave the flag at me either, McGee. My forefathers were in this country long before yours. Oh, is that so? Yes, it is. My mother had 12 sisters in the DAR. Well, I knew you had ants, Gildersleeve, but I didn't know what they were in. You're a hard man, McGee. Just for that, I won't vote. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Mr. Gildersleeve. Not voting. Well. Why, your wife was the first one in when we opened up this morning. Yeah. What? She was? Yes. You bet she was. Why, she's voting for a different candidate than I am. Huh? She can't do this to me. Give me a ballot. Here. Give me a pencil. Here. Hmm. President of the XXXXX, Congressman X, Judge Municipal XXX. Here, here, here. Take it in the other ruin market. It's all marked and in the box. I'll show Madam Gildersleeve. <laughs> well, many happy returns, folks. <laughs> Many happy returns of all the corny... Oh, heavenly days, McGee, look! Huh? Look what time it is! We have to close the polls in exactly two minutes. Uh, but we can't. There's still one voter that ain't come in. Nevertheless, we have to close. We've got to keep it legal, you know. But he can't do that to us. He's cheating us out of 250 bucks. Ah, come on, bud, whoever you are. Dad rat the dad rat of luck. If you don't show up within two minutes, where? Oh. Saved. Good evening to the both of you. And a very good evening to you, sir. Here you are, bud. We'll just flip the questions. You only got a minute to make out your ballot. Me what? Your ballot. Don't stand there and argue. Hurry up. The voting booth is in the other room. We'll check your registration afterwards. I'm not here for voting, Sheila. Huh? I'm from the city hall. Come and take your ballot box. Oh dear. The polls are closed. Good night to you. Well, I didn't want a new green automobile with red upholstery and the top goes up and down when you press the button anyway. Oh, McGee, darling, don't take it to heart so. I, I can't help it, Molly. Oh, now, now, just because some stupid, short-sighted, irresponsible, un-American rapscallion forgot to vote. Please, Molly, don't talk like that. He ain't really a bad guy. What? You know who it was? Yes. Who? Me.
us who have a small talent for one thing or another, painting or music, or even amateur theatricals. We might occasionally do something that seems brilliant, but the next effort might be very ordinary. And that makes the main difference between talent and genius. For with the artist who has genius, every effort is brilliant and surefire. It's that way in business too. Some products are here today, gone tomorrow, whereas others are so consistent in quality and service that they become accepted as household standards. The many products of the F.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated, makers of Johnson's Wax, are surely in this category. For more than 50 years, they have been giving unfailing satisfaction. And when you think of polishes, think of genuine Johnson's Wax in the familiar paste or liquid forms for floors and the new cream wax for furniture. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat for linoleum, Johnson's shine-up silver polish, and Johnson's car new for your car. returns during the show. Oh, just like us, huh? Exactly. That's why I wanted to go. What do you mean? What's there? Election returns and no time for comedy. Oh. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. performance of Fibber McGee and Molly's election night featured the voices of Eric Carlson, Byron Clute, Karen Craner, Kevin Evans, Catherine Langell, Joanna McClanahan, Matt Osterberg, Daniel Reagan, Jenny Ross, Sarah Sanger, Steve Sanger, and Roya Sultani. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax and Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Friday night. Good night. Attention car owners, what product does two things at once? It's Johnson's Car New, the sensational new auto polish that both cleans and wax polishes your car in one easy operation. It used to take hard work and cost real money to do those two jobs, but with Car New, you can do them at half the time. Car New is a liquid that dries to a white powder. Wipe this powder off and you'll stay with car owners everywhere. Your car looks like new when you use Car New. Buy a can tomorrow. Get your car ready for winter. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>